This is season two of the Barneys podcast, the show that celebrates fashion and culture, but most of all, the personalities who create and recreate it every day. I cannot wait. I'm your new host, Cindy Levy, former editor-in-chief at Glamour and a journalist and broadcaster. And that's Barney's CEO, Daniela Vitali, sitting across from me. Hi, Daniela. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? Fantastic. You and I are usually catching up over very large glasses of red wine in Milan or Paris. God, that was a snobby sentence, wasn't it? No, that was a terrible no, snobby no, sentence. not at all. We were working. We were working. <laughs> it, wine and working. It's true. Fashion Week is working. I want to tell everybody who's listening a little bit about you because you're amazing. When you became CEO of Barney's about a year and a half ago, you were the first female CEO in this store's 95-year history. That's amazing, Daniela. Congratulations. Thank you. I want to ask you, what was your first fashion memory, if you remember? <laughs> My first memory, I was working for Ferragamo, and... Can you just say Ferragamo again? That was fantastic. <laughs> Ferragamo. <laughs> so they put me on a plane to one of the factories in Naples. My Italian was really not great. And I remember sitting in this factory, which was entirely men, filled with men's shoes, and I kept thinking, my God, what am I doing here? And they're all talking about me, <laughs> and they all want to know, what the heck is she doing here? That I'm doesn't never... sound very pleasant. <laughs> It wound up being an amazing experience, and I did perfect my Italian because I was forced to speak Italian, you know, obviously because I was visiting all of these factories. <laughs> but can we talk about you a little bit? Talk about your first memory of wanting to be a journalist. Well, I'm not sure I knew the word journalist, but when I was eight years old, <laughs> I decided that I wanted to start a magazine, and I wanted to get all the kids on my block to contribute to it. And, of course, everybody said, oh, fantastic, we'll do it. And then <laughs> nobody gave me anything. And so... It was my first experience at age eight of being an editor and having to, like, go knock on people's doors and ask where their poems were. That's a better first memory story than my John Funk one. <laughs> but I can't say Ferragamo. <laughs> and um, so I always really, I loved that. My style icon, my career and style icon, and I'm dating myself here, it was Brenda Starr, who oh I don't know God. if you ever read yes, the, comics, the comics, but Brenda Starr was an extremely glamorous but very driven journalist. And what I loved about her is that she was dogged. She was always at City Hall, you know, and the comic strip <laughs> would always show her asking tough questions of the mayor. But she was dressed in these fantastic suits. The shoulders were heavily constructed and the waists were very defined and on some level, I'm not sure I ever thought about it this explicitly, but I thought, that's what I want. All of those things rolled into one. And now in my office, I have up on the wall three framed panels from Brenda Starr that's amazing. comics, and they're still kind of a touchstone for me. I've always been impressed with your activism and your social responsibility, and how did that affect the way you worked? How did it evolve? For me, it was always very natural. You know, I grew up, my mom was a biochemist and she had two magazine subscriptions. One was to Scientific American and the other was to <laughs> Ms. And she was, you know, she was an early feminist and kind of raised me to believe that I could do whatever I wanted to do and that anybody who didn't think that women were as fully capable for professionally as men should just get out of the way. <laughs> and so for me, it, you know, the idea of, 
taking stands on issues that matter to women was always really natural. I think one of the really exciting things about this cultural moment that we're living in right now is that so many more of us, certainly women, but also men are realizing that, you know, we can't just leave it to our legislators and our, you know, the the big companies in the country to make change and ensure our future. We all have to take responsibility. You don't have to bite everything off at once, um, but just find something that you care about and decide that you're going to make an impact there. So, you know, you've had this incredibly long tenure at Glamour magazine. And (laughs) tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. It's been an incredibly exciting time because I think there's so much happening in our industry and in our world. And just as women and men all over the world are thinking about how they redefine their culture, how we live more sustainable lives, more ethical lives, more inclusive lives, all of that is happening in fashion. So I'm excited to see what's going to come out of this season's podcast. I think it's going to be great. We have so many great guests lined up. One of the things that is really exciting to me is the prospect over the season of this podcast of sitting down with people who are actually, you know, not just fantastic designers, but kind of rethinking what fashion means right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's about, you know, being unique, individual So it really is not just about the clothes. We always are off the beaten path. It's about, you know, bringing art and culture and a little bit of politics Mm -hmm. and humor and life. life. (laughs) Cindy, thank you again. Daniela, thank you so much. Can't wait to do this podcast. Onward. Our new season launches September 19th. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. And you don't have to dress up to listen, but we won't stop you. 